Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you and a little different feel on this podcast this week. We'll recap the Jaguars' 31-13 loss to the Dolphins on Thursday Night Football, highlighting post-game comments, and we'll have a recap of Doug Marone's Friday day-after recap with the media. Let's start with the Jaguars' defense and the concerning trend of quick scores to start the game for opposing offenses. That puts the Jaguars in a hole before they even get on the field offensively. Each game so far, the Jags have allowed an opening drive touchdown, and last week in Tennessee, they went down 14-0. This week, led by the efficiency of quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Dolphins' offense scored touchdowns on three consecutive possessions to start the game. Last week against Tennessee, the opening touchdown drive was of a quick strike fashion, with the Titans scoring in under two minutes of game time. This week, the Dolphins' opening drive was more methodical. 12 plays, 84 yards in just under seven minutes. Doug Marone, after the game, explained his view of another slow start for the Jags' defense. Obviously, we're not executing well. Uh, I think that's the first thing you got to look at. I think we have to, you know, see what we can do to help. I mean, tonight we pressured more than we have, you know, first, second, and third down. You know, trying to get a team off track, try to get them off the field. You know, that's something that it's disappointing. It's something that we're going to be working on. And, you know, obviously that, that puts you in a bind. You know, like you said, you you never feel like you're in a rhythm of the game. And, you know, I think we all understand that. It's not something that, you know, we're looking at and trying to defend. We just got to figure out a way to get better better at it. Marone mentioned that coordinator Todd Wash dialed up more pressure than earlier this season, but it still didn't get home enough Thursday night. Linebacker Joe Schobert was asked how they can get more. With a quick turnaround, all our practices are walked through. So just talking about it, um, we weren't actually able to get out there and practice and uh, do too much in, in terms of that. But it's something that we all have to get better on. Every single position, has, if they're in, put in that position to get after the quarterback, needs to be able to make uh, make plays and get pressure on them. So uh, going forward, it's something that we, like you said, we have to we have to work on. I think it's just everybody, when your number's called, whether it's a four-man rush, whether it's a blitz, you have to win your one-on-one matchup, and we got the guys to be able to do it. Um, we just have to do it when the opportunity presents itself. So, like I said, something to look into upon ourselves and get better at and improve as the season goes on. Marone was even asked if he might change his approach after winning the opening coin toss. His philosophy, if winning the toss, is to defer to the second half. That way you can build momentum with a final drive before halftime and then open the second half with another score, in theory. The Jags have won all three coin tosses this year and deferred each time. And after the game, Marone said they would consider all options. Yeah, I, I think that's something that I'll look at. You know, I, I again, I think, you know, just from a, a standpoint of, you know, tr- trying to overall overall philosophy of, you know, trying to put the, the defense out on the field first and make the offense execute, you know, it's kind of been a philosophy, but obviously it's something that, you know, we'll look at and see if we have to change it. Now to the offense. After going down 14 nothing, quarterback Gardner Minshew led a nine-play touchdown drive to keep the game within reach in the first half. Outside the scoring drive, they had only three other possessions in the first half. They punted twice and then turned the ball over on downs after a fourth down sack lost 10 yards and gave the Dolphins an opportunity to go up three scores before halftime. Fortunately, they did not get that done. Doug Marone, postgame. I just felt like we weren't you know, in sync, you know, I think when, you know, they started out and, you know, he was like 11 for 11 at that point, you know, and they wound up scoring. I felt, you know, we had a good drive. Then we had a drop, you know, I thought, you know, the last time, the last turnover, he tried to push it down the field, you know, late in the game, you know, you're going to take shots that way. 
Um, I wish we would have hit the shot and cover zero right at the end of the third quarter. I thought that was a good decision by him to throw the ball there. I wish we would have hit that one. You know, but really at the you know at the end of it, it's just um, you just felt like you weren't we weren't playing. You know what I'm saying? And in sync of you know how we want to play. You know, play action, run, and mixing everything in there. We just felt like we were chasing. You know, and I just felt that way during the game. Remember, the Jaguars were without two offensive starters in Thursday's game, center Brandon Linder and wide receiver DJ Chark. And the loss of Chark seemed evident as there was not a consistent deep threat in the passing game. Gardner Minshew was asked after the game how much they missed the Pro Bowl receiver. DJ is a great player, obviously. He's, he's a guy that we love uh, basically in any one-on-one situation. Uh, but I, I have a lot of confidence in the in the rest of the team, the, re- the guys we have out there. Uh, I mean, everybody that dressed tonight, Chris, Keelan, Colin, Visca, Didi, everybody um, can go win. You know, I think as a group, we just didn't get it done tonight. With Chark out, the spotlight turned to veteran receiver Chris Conley, but an opening drive drop stalled the opening possession, and he caught only three balls all night for 34 yards on eight targets. Conley postgame. Uh, yeah, frustration level really high. Personally, you know, in uh, in situations where you come out and you have an opportunity to start the game with a good drive, uh, you got to make every opportunity count. Uh, and in that first drive, you know, I let this offense down. Uh, you know, no excuses about that. Uh, you got to make that play. But really, as an offense, a uh, guy stuck together uh, and went out there and kept scrapping. As an offensive captain, Conley explained what he and the team can do to turn things around the right way. To take this time, look at this game, realistically look in the mirror uh, and and analyze what we could have done better. Uh, you know, that's that's what guys are are encouraged to do uh that's what i'm going to do myself uh but really to band and stick together Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff thrown at everybody right now you know um and there's going to be a lot of stuff thrown at at people trying to pit us against each other um you know stuff is already being thrown you know social media and all that right now and you got to really just block it out and uh go back to the drawing board and get back to work you know, there's not enough time to, to rest on those things in this league. And I still believe that this team can be as good as it wants to be. Uh, we just have to go out and we have to execute. And, you know, I have to go out and I have to execute. Uh, being that leader on this team, being a guy who's played in this league for a while, uh, you got to show up when the lights are on. Got to show up. When we return, the Friday day after comments from head coach Doug Marone. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This season, the Jaguars are launching predictive gaming exclusively in the Jags mobile app. Choose a bingo card, pick your favorite three players, and place wagers to win prizes. Check the games out now in the Jaguars mobile app. Let's move along to Friday afternoon's day after press conference from head coach Doug Marone and updates on the injuries for the Jags. Linebacker Leon Jacobs is now out for the year after his knee injury sustained Thursday night. Center Brandon Linder and safety Andrew Wingard will hit the practice field Monday to see how they feel and figure out a plan moving forward. And the team will get another look at DJ Chark early next week to see where he stands. Kicker Brandon Wright made his NFL debut Thursday night, but he injured a groin in the process. So Marone said that the Jaguars will bring in kickers for a look early next week. Josh Lambeau has at least two more weeks on injured reserve. 
before he's eligible to return. Now back to the offense from Thursday night. We go to the second quarter with the Dolphins leading 14-7. There was a two-play sequence for the Jaguars offense that didn't quite go as planned. On third and five of the Miami 35-yard line, Minshew tossed a running back Chris Thompson for a run around right end. But they lost a yard, setting up fourth and six. And on the very next play, at the Dolphins' 36-yard line, Minshew lost 10 yards on a fourth down sack. We knew we were going to have two downs to go for it. We really felt like we had a good play. We had everything sealed off on the inside, and then I believe it was 55. The linebacker jumped outside of Chris, so we actually had two players outside of him. That's something that we haven't shown. So when we tossed the football, we had a player free you know, in the alley because normally on alignment, one guy's going to be inside and one guy's on the outside. Well, we had the tackle for the outside guy, Juwan, you know, but the, um, the backer wound up playing outside. So we left it. We had a guy outside. So good play by them. I don't. I don't. I didn't see that. You know, we didn't see that defense coming up. He just jumped outside for whatever reason, or else we would have. You know, had a good game. So we didn't. We didn't. We got out executed on that one. Uh, the next one was. Um, you know, the right tackle has to come down and take the guy over where uh, Andrew was. Andrew's coming down on the mug on the inside, and then a right tackle comes down, and we got to throw hot off of uh, the defensive end. We move to the defense and bringing pressure with blitzes, as we discussed earlier on this podcast. And after review, Marone said Friday they brought pressure more than they have earlier this season. It's deeper than that, though, for this defense, a full defensive issue. You know, we pressured quite a bit, you know what I'm saying, you know, last night, you know, uh, on first down, second down, third down, all three downs. Um, you know, we've got to find a way to obviously – disrupt you know the quarterback we got to find a way to get to it i think a little bit a lot of you know there's some technique stuff that we need to you know popping up a little bit and um you know we're a little short you know where we could have had a couple of sacks you know but we didn't because we were kind of peaking a little bit i think we've got to be able to uh disrupt in the back end you know and 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 get the quarterback not to feel comfortable you know with with the non-contested type you know routes and throws which i know we can do a better job of that but you know, going into it, I think it's something that, you know, we're going to discuss. I think, you know, I, I've looked at, you know, whether you bring five, six, seven or eight, you know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, the percentages of, of plays and, and what happens and, and how it works. A lot of it's going to depend on matchups, who you have on the outside, you know, how you feel about it. I think we'll continue to mix it up. We had some good run stops with some of the pressures. You saw the safeties making plays off the off the corners. You know, if it was play action, and you know, hey, they'd be matched up on the back. Uh, we got it against the runs, which was fine. So I think I think there's a lot of things that you look at. You know, maybe you know where the guys are playing, who's rushing, and what positions. You know, are we putting enough pressure on on the protection? You know, where maybe they won't don't know who's coming. You know what I'm saying? And and bringing different guys, um, you know, trying to look at some certain things like that. So right now, really, everything's on the table because we're not doing what we like to do. You know what I'm saying? And put them in these tough situations. It's easier when you're trying to push the ball down the field in third and long, you know, than when people are running, you know, pivot routes and stick routes and, and pick, you know, not picks, but, you know, crossing routes where everything's a little bit underneath you. You know, that ball's coming out a little bit quicker. And I think it all starts with, hey, listen, let's, we got to win, do a whole lot better on first and second down. You know what I'm saying? And get them into this third and seven plus and then really get a good evaluation for what we have to do. And I think it's it's really both ends. It's, it's it's you know, we've got to do a better job up front and in the back end. You know what I'm saying? So we all we all got to improve for us to do a better, you know, to get the results that we want. Remember that blitzing can expose a young and inexperienced secondary. And Thursday night, Jaguars rookie cornerback C.J. Henderson had a few issues in the game. 
early he didn't touch a receiver down who then popped back up and got additional yardage. He had a touchdown over him from tight end Mike Gesicki, and later he had a pass interference in the end zone. Doug Marone explains. You know, I'm sure CJ wants to, to, to play better. I think that uh, we all want to play better. So I think it's a matter of just the, the fundamentals, you know, day in and day out. Like, you know, the one thing about what's always interesting to me, you know, I haven't been in this thing for a while, is that, you know, that corner position, you you you, you go lights out for 60-something plays to maybe defend four balls. You know what I'm saying? And you, and you don't know when they're coming. So, you know, we just got to, you know, do a better job uh, on both sides of really disrupting some of these, you know, receivers. Because I think it's so difficult in this day and age, you know, to – not hinder anything or not put pressure or you can't move, move the quarterback. I mean, if someone's going to drop back and throw it and that, and that player is going to be not disrupted in any way, I mean, it, it it's, it's, it's seems like it's too easy now, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be our team doing it or, or, you know, against another team or a team doing it against us. I think, you know, when you look at plays that don't, don't perform well or don't execute well, you know, you, a lot of it, you know, in the passing game is, is really, you know, you're able to, disrupt something, you know, disrupt the protection, disrupt the route, uh, get your hands on a football. Those are the things that, that you have to be able to do to stop someone from throwing the football. So, you know, right now we, you know, we've tried a couple of things. I think we're settling into, you know, what we have to do to work on to get better. You know, like I said, it's early and just really starting to know what we got to do when we get on that field. So a lot to work on for the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into week four. Coming up, though, they'll have some downtime with a mini-bye before moving on to week four with a road trip to Cincinnati. The Bengals this week visit the Eagles, with both teams looking for their first win of the season. The rest of the AFC South will be in action Sunday. The first-place Tennessee Titans at 2-0 visit the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings. They'll kick it off in Minneapolis at 1 o'clock Eastern. The Houston Texans continue a very difficult opening three weeks with a road trip to the 2-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. The Texans have losses to the defending champion Chiefs and the defending MVP Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Then at 4:05, the Colts entertain the winless New York Jets. There are some great matchups around the league in the later windows Sunday and on Monday night. At 425 Sunday, the Cowboys, who rallied for a wild win last week, now face a tough road test. They'll face the 2-0 Seattle Seahawks. On Sunday night football at 820, Aaron Rodgers and the 2-0 Green Bay Packers head to the Superdome to meet Drew Brees and the 1-1 New Orleans Saints. Then the league's game of the week comes on Monday Night Football, and it's a battle of two of the best quarterbacks in the game. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs visit Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams are 2-0, and that will be must-see TV. Remember, there's a new way to enjoy Jags game day this year with Jags at Home, an interactive second-screen experience on Jags game days featuring Ashlyn Sullivan and Eric Dunn. Each game day, you'll have the chance to win $10,000 in cash and prizes. Visit jagsathome.com for more information on how you can play. Have a great mini-bye weekend. Thank you for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. And that's all for this week. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank.